Good morning and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita and today is Wednesday, May the 4th, 2022. As always, I give thanks to God for you, for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, the people, places, and things that God has divinely connected you with for such a time as this. I want you to know that this is your time this is your season. It's Word Wednesday, and I want to leave you with an encouraging word. On yesterday uh, was the primary election here in the city of Indianapolis. Um, as you all know, um, or may not know, I am an elected official at the local level, and I serve on, on my uh, township's advisory board, meaning I am blessed to have the opportunity to advise the trustee of how he should spend the money in uh, my local community. My sister, who has always been heavily involved in politics, uh, put her name in the hat to run for the township office. Um, and so with the primary election, she runs against other people of the same party. Well, I want to tell you, the enemy's tricks are not new. You might say, Danita, why are you telling me this? I'm not in politics. I have no desire to be in politics. But one of the things that we do know, when you look at men and women of the Bible, many of them had something to do with government offices, right? The Bible says that Jesus Christ and the government shall be on his shoulder, right? It talks about he would be a prince of peace and the government shall be on his shoulder. You know, there is power in government. There is power in the ability to legislate, the ability to cause things to happen in the earth. Let it be in the earth as it is in heaven. I don't care what political party you claim or, or don't claim, right? But let it be in the earth as it is in heaven. What does God say? And for the people who are voting, what are they saying? And how does it align with the will of God, with the word of God, which is his perfect will? So with that being said, my sister uh, was is was running or, you know, she still is running because, again, it was just the primary on yesterday. And so, you know, several phone calls in the morning, of course, about different people going where I was not able to campaign for her uh, on yesterday because I had to work. Nonetheless, um, you know, like all of us, right, I knew from the very beginning when she said that she was running that God, she had it, that it belonged to her. How many times do you know that as soon as something happens, you instantly have a piece about it where you can say, I know I'm going to get that job. I know that, you know, this man or this woman is going to be my spouse. I know that financial breakthrough is coming, right? It's just like as soon as you speak it, even though you don't know what lies ahead, you know that as soon as it comes up in your spirit, you know you've got it. 
I don't know how you know that you know, but I believe that the Holy Spirit just rises up in each and every one of us and gives us the peace that surpasses all understanding. Well, I felt that for my sister. That did not negate the fact that she still had something to do. She still had she still had to get out here. She still had to campaign. She still had to let people know that she existed. She still had the people to let people know that she was in the race. Now, I will tell you, the more she campaigned, sometimes there were moments when I would talk to her and I would say, you know, you got this. And she would say, thank you. I need that encouragement. She, too, had felt the peace of God, but see, but so the enemy's tricks are not new. Often when God gives you a promise, right, the enemy and his imps are on assignment to make you doubt the promise. I felt in my spirit she had it. She felt her in her spirit that she had it. But see, the enemy comes to, to increase doubt. The enemy sometimes will let us hear let us hear other people talk about why we can't do it. Talk here the enemy will come to let us hear other people talk about how it's going to be difficult and how it's going to be an uphill battle. Why? Because the enemy wants us to give up. Can I tell you that whatever it is you've been believing God for, the enemy wants you to give up? Can I tell you the thing that you've been praying about the enemy wants you to give up on? But on today, on this Wednesday, I am here to remind you. I am here to remind you what did God say at the very beginning? What did he tell you when you first prayed? What did you first believe when you knew? They were going to close down that business. Did you first believe it's all right? I'm going to I'm going to get another job and I'm going to get another job better than this one. But yet you've been putting in applications and nobody seems to be calling you back. What did you first believe when your marriage was on rocky grounds? And things began to happen, but God told you, I'm going to restore that marriage. But yet, it seems like now the other person is involved in another relationship. Or it seems like how you used to talk to them every day. Now you don't hardly talk to them at all. What did you first believe? What did you first believe about your situation? What did God first tell you? What did you first hear? And I want you to hold on to that first. Hold on to your first love. The Bible tells us that we are to return to our first love. Our first love is Jesus Christ. Our first love is what we first believe. That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. What did you first believe? Return to your first love, your first belief. God loves you and he is not going to fail you. 
my sister won the primary election, y'all, and she just didn't win it. She had the biggest gap in terms of 75% of the voters voted for her and 24 or 25% voted for the other person. What did you first believe? Return to your first love and know whatever God promised you, he is faithful to do it. She was on a roller coaster. I'm not going to lie to you. She was on a roller coaster. She didn't know how it was going to turn out. But then today when she saw the victory, she was like, she told me, she said, in the beginning, I heard you won. But the enemy is not going to let us just rest in that. No, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy our peace. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy our promise. Just because she heard that, right? If she would not have been obedient and just said, oh, I got this in the bag and just sat back, she may not have had the victory. So when God gives you the promise or he gives you a word, how do you Bring that word to fruition. How do you birth that thing out? I want to leave this analogy with you. Think about a woman who's pregnant. She learns that she's pregnant. The doctor tells her, you are going to have a baby. That is true. She's going to have a baby one way or the other, right? She is going to have a baby. But she has to do some things in order for that baby to be birthed, in order to have the best chances of having a healthy baby. What does she have to do? She has to eat right in most cases. What does she have to do? She has to refrain from drugs and alcohol. She doesn't want the baby to have fetal alcohol syndrome or be born with some birth defects, right? She has to get her rest. She has to go to the doctor so they can monitor how the baby is doing. Once she's told you are going to have a baby, there are some things that she has to do in order for the baby to have its best possible chance of survival. I want you all to know that if God has given you a promise and you've heard it, there are some things that you need to do, but know that God is faithful to do what he says. Remember the promises of God, stand on it, believe it, and birth it according to the word of God. I love you all. Have an awesome day. Bye-bye.